0: Thank you for joining us on the Rose Church Podcast, recorded live every week at the Bossa Nova Ballroom in downtown Portland. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit rosechurch.org or follow us on social media at rosechurchpdx. It's been so good. And today we're gonna wrap up and David's been king for a couple years now and we're gonna talk about an encounter he had with his best friend, Jonathan's son. So we're going to dive in this morning. If you have your Bible, turn to 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 13. If you don't, that's okay. We're going to have it on the screen for you. But 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 13. One day David asked, is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? He summoned a man named Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants. "Are you Ziba?" the king asked. "Yes, sir, I am," Ziba replied. The king then asked him, "Is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them." Ziba replied, "Yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet." "Where is he?" the king asked. "In Lodabar," Ziba told him, "at the home of Machir son of Amiel." So David sent for him and brought him from Machiair's home. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, Greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend to show you kindness because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, who is your servant that you would show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. Ziba replied, yes, my lord the king, I am your servant and I will do all that you've commanded. And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table like one of the king's own sons. If you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is Making Room. Making Room, let's pray. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're a good and gracious God. And I just pray that you will use this message to impact the hearts of the people here today as we learn more about the life of David. And we thank you for the opportunity to gather as a community and worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many of you parents have ever experienced sleep regression with your children? Okay, it's a real thing. A lot of you that know my daughter Blakely know her to be really sweet and fun and adorable, because she is. But none of you have to pay the bill for her sleeping patterns. So I'm not talking about the sleep where she just like wakes up to go back to sleep. I'm talking about it's 2 AM, it's time to watch Pooh's Heffalump, and we're gonna have a party. So here we are like three weeks into this. And it's the second time one night that she's woken up and I know that we're gonna end up on the couch watching Pooh's Heffalump. So I go to grab my pillows and blankets and by grab I mean whip them off the bed because I'm sleep deprived and I'm frustrated. And so I take them off the bed, the blanket hits the lamp, that falls over, it's dark in the room and I'm wearing socks on hardwood floor which you shouldn't do when you're exhausted because I'm sliding all over the place trying to get everything in order and my husband's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. It's 2 a.m. And then he's just so sweet and like, oh, I'm sorry, love, you must be exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. But in that moment, I was, I had nothing left to give. I was so frustrated, I was exhausted, but you better believe I expected my husband to be super kind to me, yeah. <laughs> Amen. But needless to say, I ran out of grace that morning. And it's funny how we can be a people who expect to be given things that we're not willing to give. And this morning, this morning, how many of you have had situations where you've ran out of grace? Maybe you don't have kids, but you've been there before. You ran out of grace. Well, we're going to talk in that story david wanted to show grace he wanted to show kindness so we're going to talk about an amazing story of david showing kindness and in the scripture it says i intend to show you kindness which is actually the word for grace so we're going to talk about how to be gracious people this morning right number one gracious people look for the hurting and broken there's this story told about thomas jefferson and this man came up to a river and he needed to cross the river but he was afraid that he was going to drown and another group of men came up on horses and and that man asked someone hey can you give me a ride across the river and they crossed when they got to the other side another man approached him and said i can't believe you would ask the president to give you a ride across the river and he said i didn't know that that was the president all i know is that he had a yes written on his face and some people have yes and some people have no and i love i love the that story the example of that story because it it presents our character it presents our being and not just words of kindness but my demeanor is to be a gracious person and how many of us want to be yes people yes church yes i believe with you yes i'm going to stand with you and yes i'm going to be there for you and in this holiday season i know we're talking about thanksgiving and everybody's traditions and some of us love the holidays but sometimes it can be hard for people and we're surrounded by people in this season who are hurting and broken and they want to be noticed so in this season and moving forward let's be a people who welcome people who help people who encourage people and say yes I will be there for you and David in this story he went out of his way it's not convenient it's not convenient to love people and show kindness but david went out of his way to find he said is there anybody left i'm going to go find them i feel like we can be so full of agendas and things that we have to do in our own world that we can forget to extend that kindness and be a gracious person And it's crazy how David actually created this opportunity is he had a thought. He said, I wonder if there's anybody's left, anybody left in Saul's family. And I know there's sometimes that we have thoughts. I wonder how this person's doing. I wonder where she's been, how he's doing. Those can be Holy Spirit inspired thoughts. So respond to them, walk in them. Even if we, it doesn't have to be a grand gesture, just if you if someone comes to your mind send them a text message give them a phone call leave them a voicemail show up for a coffee date make it happen and be a gracious people because gracious people look for the hurting and broken gracious people don't care why they care who in ancient times it was very much if you had a disability or if there was something wrong with you it must have been because something happened in your family or you committed a sin or you did something wrong it was very karma driven and not grace driven and i love that in this story david never asked even when he said who is left of saul's family ziba responded there's, there's Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. He's crippled in both feet because that was the norm. I'm going to let you know that there's, there's something wrong with this person. David didn't care about the labels. He didn't care about the assumptions of, oh, maybe he did something to deserve this. He knew that that was his best friend's son and he wanted to show love to them. And Can you think about the moment in your life when someone extended grace to you or kindness, when you were hurting or broken and how it changed the course of your season? I would have to think that David's words to Mephibosheth changed the course of his entire life. Up until this moment, David was broken. I mean, Mephibosheth was broken and he was hurting. He was hiding. And a king, a king came down to him and said, I want to give you a seat at my table. Let's be a people who are looking, who aren't caring about. Because if we, if we read before this story, we learn that Mephibosheth was dropped by a nurse. That's how he became crippled. It had nothing to do with what he did. And sometimes we believe, we believe the labels that other people have told us or what we perceive people to go through. Let's dig deeper let's get to know one another let's listen to understand because there's people in our world who need you they need you to be gracious they need you to be kind and david's words were a beautiful example of what the lord's done from us how how many times has god when we didn't feel like we deserved it and maybe we didn't because we don't we believe in God and he responds to us let's be a people that respond to people and reach down and extend that kindness just like David did in this scripture next gracious people make room at the table Um, David already had a full table he had sons daughters he had everybody that he needed at the table. But David was still willing to make room. He pulled up a chair from Mephibosheth and made room. And I love in the scripture, it references four different times that Mephibosheth had a seat at the table. Because in that time, in that time, it was a big deal to have a seat at the table. It wasn't just a small gesture. It was you would have a forever gift. You're seated at my table. And I know growing up, um, my parents always, on the day of Thanksgiving, they'd be like, oh, Barbara's coming over. And we're like, who's that? And it's just anybody who didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. And now I can see being older, how that must have impacted people. And so as you're going about life and your routine, make room. What are areas in your life where you can make room at the table? And it doesn't it doesn't have to be some huge thing what be practical when you're going to the gym and you're checking in have you talked to the people at the counter when's the last time you got to know the server at the restaurant or when you're walking through let's be a people that are practical and inconvenience to get to know people at a deeper level and get to know who they are and I'm not gonna see the same people in your zone that you're gonna see in my zone. So we have a mandate. Each one of us have a mandate to to follow that in our own zone, the people in our life. It's not up to anybody else. It's up to us and what we can offer to these people because each one of us have a different grace, a different kindness that God is using us for. And I love that it says, that i want to show you god's kindness because god can't be anything but kind he's a good god it's the nature of who he is but in our new nature because we're rooted in the character of god we're kind people because it's not a natural inclination to respond and and to be gracious in every area of our life but god has called us to this and we're gonna be kind and gracious people david David restored Mephibosheth in that moment from a place in the wilderness to a place at the table. And he invited him into his home and what he must have experienced in that moment of joy and comfort and peace. We have that same ability, church, to reach out to people. We have that same ability in our life to be that example that God is. Gracious people make room at the table. Gracious people are willing to lose so others can gain. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was driving. I was leaving a grocery store, and there was a lady and her um, toddler in the back of the parking lot. And you could tell that they were homeless. And I just had the thought, like, man, that that must be hard, especially with a kid. And I drove by them, smiled, and waved. And um my husband and i do a cash envelope system for our finances every envelope has cash in it for its purpose down to the penny that's how we operate and so i started thinking like oh maybe i should give them but if i do like i was trying to rearrange how my system works and then i stopped and i'm like if if i give And I turned around and I handed her the envelope and she said, bless you, bless you and your family. And she couldn't stop saying, bless you, bless you. And I drove away convicted because bless me. And in that moment, I almost let my systems, my way of life, the things that I had in order get in the way of giving. And we have so much in our world that is available to us. We live in we live in a world that society you give you get you gain you gain you gain this is what and we're we're called to give to give and david gave land he gave he not only gave land he made sure that he had people for that land to to do and what are we willing to give what are areas in your life where you're willing to lose i mean it's a beautiful example of what god's done for us he's He's adopted us into his family, not because of our character or what we do, it's because he's a good and gracious and kind God. It's who he is. And so this morning, I just wanna challenge you, what are you willing to lose so people can gain? And the band can join me. Um, and I, um, I just wanna challenge us this morning that, um, we're we're called this is a mandate on our life to to extend kindness to give grace to be convenience, to make room at our table and so um, God God has called us to be a people that are gracious and you guys can stand with me as we pray and enter into worship but I just want to challenge you just as the Lord reached down and and called us to him and extended grace to him extended grace to us we have that same ability to do in our world so Jesus I just thank you God for your goodness your faithfulness your graciousness God I thank you that you have called us and set us apart to be a gracious people this morning you're a good God we thank you for that I pray that you will ignite a fire in us God to be to be gracious, to be inconvenienced, to love people, God. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Let's sing. Yes, Jesus. Be in the love. Thank you for listening to the Rose Church Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. For more information and resources, Please visit rosechurch.org or follow us on social media at Rosechurch PDX.